You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 95. And today we are talking all things douching. And I just want to let you know, ladies, that in this episode, I do talk about the vajayjay. I talk about the male parts. So if for some reason you have anybody in your car or around you that you don't want to hear this conversation, then go ahead and pop in your earbuds and listen away. I'm going to be talking to you about some of the myths surrounding douching, when it's okay to douche, and when it's not okay to douche. So come on and let's dive in and hear about this delicate conversation on this delicate topic. Welcome to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Broad. I'm a certified women's health and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, and now new proud Nana. And I'm on a global mission to disrupt the women's health education space by showing women how to be their healthiest self by teaching them how to be their number one self-care advocate. I believe that true transformation only happens when we come together as a collective group of women who are like-minded, who are curious and want to learn about our health as it pertains to us being women. So how do we do that? We do it one healthy conversation at a time. So let's dive in. Well, hey there, ladies. And today I'm going to be dropping the mic on a topic that I get asked a lot about throughout the years. And not only do I get asked about it a lot from my younger patients, but I also get asked about it from my older patients as well. So I thought that I'd come on here and talk to you about it. So I just wanted to forewarn you that in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the myths around douching. And we are going to be talking about the word vagina. So if you have young people in the car, or if you've got your male counterpart with you that you don't want to hear about this kind of conversation, then I suggest you pop in your earbuds because we are going to be dropping all things talking about douching and the vagina. Okay. So first of all, this is a really kind of like heated topic with me. Well, not so much douching, but the concept that falls around douching and around all feminine washes and feminine hygiene products and everything else that we see out there marketed to women. And why I get so peeved about this and get, and just get so riled up about it is because I think from even from the beginning of time, you know, women have been looked at because we have a vagina that's inside and because we have a period that, you know, that we are looked at like we have odors all the time. Now, I, I even remember that, you know, if you go back way back to our ancestors times, and I've and heard this before several times, like that when you had your period, you know, you had to go away for the week while you had your period, or you had to go with other women who had their period and leave and then come back. You know, whether that's a myth or not, I'm not certain, but I've heard that. And even to this day, you know, women just think that because they have a vagina, and because we have discharge, that something is wrong. And time and time again, I get clients and patients that come in that say, God, I have a lot of discharge. You know, is something wrong with me? And the answer is no, nothing is wrong with you. And what I don't like about, you know, all these feminine hygiene washes is how it makes women feel and how they're designed. I don't even know if they're designed by women. I probably say, I'm going to, I'm going to take a chance and say, no, they're probably not because 
or maybe they are designed by guys. They're probably designed by guys. But here's the thing, like men don't smell, you know, if, if they go out and they're active and they're playing sports and they're out all day or it's hot or whatever, or their little, you know, huevos are, you know, tucked nice and tightly in their underwear, their shorts and thing. Like, like they don't ever have an odor. We're only made to feel like we have an odor because you see all these commercials, all these things about douches, about scented, um, you know, lubricants, about edible undies, all the scented stuff, scented washes. You know, I'm not going to name names because I don't want to get in trouble for, you know, calling out different companies who do it. But I don't ever see, you know, products out there like, you know, ball wash or, you know, penile spray or something like that. Like, you know, for men, I think somebody has to come up with some products for men and start marketing those. I think they would be very hot in the marketplace because there is nothing like that in the marketplace because, you know, men are looked at like, oh, they're macho. They sweat. They, they don't smell, you know, um, women, we, for whatever reason, you know, we smell and I just don't get that. So that's kind of like why it's a hot topic for me because we don't smell like what people insinuate that we smell like. Now, yes, with certain, you know, bacterial infections, you can have an odor, but the normal vaginal odor is just like the normal penile odor. Okay. I mean, we all have it. So I don't know why it's only displayed in public that it's a woman's thing and not a man's thing. So today we are going to be addressing the myths behind douching, or I should say why people douche. Okay. Number one is douching can get rid of vaginal odors or other problems. Well, no. Douching does not get rid of vaginal odor or other problems like discharge, pain, itching, or burning. Okay. And you should not douche if you have any of those problems because it can actually cover them up for a short time. Yes. And, but it can make the problem worse over time. So if you have, you know, any of those things, if you have vaginal discharge, that smells bad. Okay. And I'm saying smells bad vaginal itching or thick white or yellowish green discharge with or without an odor. If you've got any kind of burning redness or swelling around your vagina, you've got pain with urination or you have pain with intercourse, then this may be a sign that you have a vaginal infection, like a bacterial vaginosis or a yeast infection or trick or any of those other things or an STD like chlamydia or gonorrhea. So do not douche before you see your medical provider or your nurse practitioner or whoever you see, because this can make it harder for us to find the cause when we take a culture and need to culture that out because it's diluted down. All right. So no, don't use douching to kind of cover up or get rid of a bad vaginal odor. If the odor in your vagina is not your normal odor, it's like worse or it's pungent. It, um, it's more fishy in nature. Sorry. I have to say that then go seek out medical attention to see if you need to get rid of that or not. Myth number two, that douching after sex prevents pregnancy. No, douching does not prevent pregnancy and it should never be used for a form of birth control. If you have sex without using birth control, or if your birth, com birth control method did not work correctly, or if it failed, like the condom broke or whatever, you can use emergency contraception to keep from getting pregnant. But do not assume that if you douche away, that it's going to prevent you from getting pregnant because it will not. It does nothing to stop the sperm from going up into the cervix, moving into your uterus, and implanting with an egg there to get you pregnant. It does not, it has no contraceptive 
capacity, okay? Number three is that douching before or after sex can prevent sexually transmitted diseases. No, douching before or after sex does not prevent STDs. In fact, douching removes some of the normal bacteria in the vagina that protects you from infection. So when you douche, this can only increase your risk of getting STDs, all right? So now that I've addressed some of the myths, I want to kind of go back and backtrack because I wanted to tell you, you know, what is douching? And I should have started off with that. Sorry about that. So forgive me for the little lapse in judgment, but the word douche actually means to wash or soak. Douching is washing or cleaning out the inside of the vagina with water or other mixtures or fluids. Most douches are sold in stores as packaged mixes of water and vinegar, baking soda, iodine, but there's even those um, douches out there that have all those kind of flor florally scents. Did I say that right? Florally scents that we think we're doing ourselves a favor with by using those because we're going to have a nice, pretty smell. Well, we're going to be talking about that. These mixtures usually come either in a bottle or a bag. And then you squirt the douche upward through a tube or nozzle into your vagina. The water mixture then comes back out through your vagina. So douching is different from washing the outside of your vagina during a bath or shower. Rinsing the outside of your vagina with warm water will not harm your vagina, but douching can lead to many different health problems. Okay. So what are some of those problems that douching can lead to? Douching can lead to some types of STDs and douching can lead to some type of bacterial infections because you see ladies inside the vagina, it's perfectly made. You've got yeast and bacteria that live there all the time as a protectant. And when that pH drops, whether it's from sex, tampons, douching, um, you know, being in a bathing suit for too long, um, you know, sex, any of that kind of stuff, you know, taking a bath with bubble bath, any of that can cause the pH in the vagina to drop. And when that pH drops, okay, then you can predispose yourself to getting a infection. If you have itchy cottage cheese, like discharge, that's more like a yeast infection. If you have like more of a yellow kind of, um, thin fishy kind of smell discharge, that's more like a bacterial infection. But if you are douching way too much, then you are actually stripping away the natural protectants in your vagina. So did you know that in the United States, almost one in five women ages 15 to 44 years old douche, okay? And douching is also much more common in teens, no matter what race or ethnicity that you are, because women have gotten this idea in their head from wherever, from whether it's from the media, whether it's from our, you know, our mothers or from our friends or wherever that, you know, that we are dirty that we smell and that we need to have all of these things to get that odor to go away because, you know, it's offensive and it's not the vagina has a normal smell. Okay. So let's go over what is the best way to clean your vagina. Okay. So the best way is to just let your vagina clean herself. The vagina cleans itself naturally by making mucus. Okay. So when women come in to me and they say, Michelle, you know, oh my God, I've got so much mucus. Well, first of all, ladies, your mucus changes throughout your cycle, your period cycle, your menstrual cycle. Okay. It goes from being 
thick to thin to watery, all depending on what stage you're in in your menstrual cycle because that mucus is designed to help with fertilization of the egg and it's designed to help you get pregnant and it's designed to help you not get pregnant depending on which phase of your cycle you are in. Okay, This mucus, it washes away blood, semen, and vaginal discharge. If you are worried, like I said, about any abnormal odor, that's like more abnormal than, you know, than it normally is for you, what's normal for you, then you should seek out and talk to your medical provider, okay? But you should know that even healthy, clean vaginas have a mild odor that changes throughout the day. This is normal. Let me say that again. You should know that even healthy, clean vaginas have a mild odor that changes throughout the day. Physical activity can also change your vagina and give it a stronger odor, a muskier scent, but this is still normal, okay? So you want to keep your vaginas healthy. And how can you do that? You want to do it by washing the outside of your vagina with warm water when you bathe. Someone, some women can also use mild soaps, and that's fine. But if you're going to use a mild soap, I suggest that you use one that does not have fragrance in it, not Irish Springs, not anything with all that perfume in it, because that can be very irritating to your, to your very sensitive vaginal tissue. So if you are dry down there or if you are sensitive, then stick to very mild, unfragranced soaps, sometimes, some of them with coconut oil in it or, you know, different things like that, shea butter, or just use plain water. So also avoid scented tampons, pads, powders, and sprays because these products may increase your chances of getting a vaginal infection. Now, ladies, I'm not saying that you can't douche or that you, if you want to use those feminine hygiene sprays or any all that stuff that you want that's out there, but just know that a lot of these products have a lot of not so great stuff in it. And it's not great for your skin and it's not great for your body. Okay. It helps clog up your system. A lot of them are loaded with toxic stuff. I mean that not toxic in the word of like, okay, you're going to die from it, but that just are not healthy for you. We again are led by our media that we need to have all these things in order to be clean. You don't soap and water. Okay. And it's free. You don't have to go buy anything. And if you do want to douche, and I'm not saying that you can't douche, but do it sparingly. Do not do it like every other day. Maybe do it once a month, like after your period, if you feel the need that you want to, you know, freshen up a bit. But here's what I suggest that you do. You go to the store, you buy one of those douches in a box. And I buy only, only ladies, the vinegar, the water and vinegar ones. Okay. And you can use that. They all come with a screw off top. Take it after you're done, wash it with soap and water, dry it out, put it back underneath your sink and keep it for future use. Trust me, you can use them again. Trust me. You don't have to go buy a new one every time. It saves you a lot of money if you make your own douches. Then the next time, if you feel like you need to douche, fill it up with mostly, you know, water, and then just add a tablespoon of your own vinegar solution to it. You don't need a whole lot. And then just wash your vagina from the inside if that's what you feel like you need to do. And I suggest only doing that maybe, maybe once a month after your period. If you feel like you need to, you do not need to be douching every single day, every other day, several times a week, any of that kind of stuff like that to, you know, make yourself feel cleaner. Simple soap and water can help you with doing that. Alrighty. And I also want to let you know too, and just stress here, cause I also get asked this question. Well, I haven't got asked the question, but I'm going to put it out here that if you have ever, or if you ever are, and I hope you are never sexually assaulted, you know, date rape, any of those type of things, you should never, ever, ever douche, bathe, shower after any sexual assault. 
because you want to be able to have any evidence if you're going to be pressing charges against whoever this person did to you, if that's your choice. So remember, ladies, you know, simple things are mostly better for our health and they're much safer. You can make your own douches after you do that. You can even make your own douche even before you use those ones over the counter. So that's the thing today. Talk to you a little bit about douching. If you have any further questions about douching, then let me know because I would be more than happy to answer you. And you can ask them away. Come on over to Instagram and DM me over there at Well Woman Network. Come on over and join our Facebook private group. It's a free group open to you know anybody that wants to join. It's called Well Woman Network 360. You can also send me a message, private message on Facebook. Come on over to our page. I answer people everywhere. And I'd like to know what topics you want to talk about. So if you found today's topic helpful, okay, then great. You know, let us know. Write a, a rating and review over on Instagram. It doesn't necessarily have to be about this particular topic, but if you can, take a snapshot, put it up on Instagram. Let other people know about this conversation if you, they, you think that they need to hear it. But I'm going to try to be bringing you more small little podcast episodes just about more and more pertinent things on a specific topic that are short little learning lessons that you guys can take and use right away. So ladies, I hope that I leave you the message of this. Your vagina is healthy. Your vagina is beautiful. Your vagina does not smell unless you have an active bacterial infection or you have a yeast infection or some other type of infection that is unusual. And then yes, you should see your medical provider. But on a normal day-to-day -day basis, your vagina normally has a normal smell. So do balls and so do penises. Okay, so there we said it. We're mic dropping on the guys today as well. So like I said, I hope you found this very helpful today. Let me know of other tips that you would like to hear about or other concerns that you have because I'd love to come on here and address them for you. Please go over to iTunes soon as you stop listening to this podcast and give us a rating and review because we are trying to up this podcast and get it out to more of the world. So ladies, thank you so much for listening. And again, you know that I love you all. I think that you are all beautiful and I pray for each and every one of you all the time. Thank you for listening because I know you have a lot of choices and just, you know, pop us a line because I love to know who's listening. So until next week, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Take care. Have a God blessed week and bye for now. The information including, but not limited to text, graphics, images, and other material contained on the main Well Woman Network website in Well Woman Network blog post, on the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle podcast, and any other Well Woman Network health educational resources are for educational purposes only. The purpose of Well Woman Network's educational resources is to promote broad consumer understanding and knowledge of various women's health topics. It is not intended to, to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your personal physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard or read on any of our platforms.